0: You're listening to the Britpop Show, sponsored by Creation Day Festival. Bring the best and the rest
1: of Britpop. You are indeed listening to the Britpop Show, and I have live in the studio with me, Mr. Dom Jolly. He has chosen most of the tracks for tonight. So, if you want to blame anybody, blame him. And he's so close to me, if Boris allowed, I could touch him. But I'm not going to. He's sat in the same chair we had Nigel Clark from Dodgy. And he's here, and he will be talking to you about the songs that he's chosen and about the Britpop era in general very soon, immediately after this song. This is the first one he chose, In A Room, by The House Of Love. Enjoy.
2: When I get there, I'll be ready with a map and a pen. There are lessons for the lonely. When I'm drunk in a room, that's when I think of you, oh my baby. She went in a wall, drove to a shop.
1: House of Love. And we have in the studio, live in the studio with us tonight, Dom Jolly. Welcome, Dom.
3: Hello. I am in a room. I think it's House of Love, not the House of Love. I think it's a bit like Pixies. It's not the Pixies. Is that right? I don't want to be a pedant, and no, I might be wrong. I mean, yeah. be a pedant. Yeah, I'm all right, I'll be a pedant. I think it's House of Love. And that's off their second album, Chrysalis, which actually didn't have a name. It just had a picture of a butterfly, but it's known as the Chrysalis album. Yeah. And I... Again, I know we're choosing Britpop stuff tonight and that's fine. And I've got lots of Britpop-y stuff. But I kind of, I couldn't quite work out the parameters of Britpop. So I kind of felt it was about 92 to 98, roughly. Yeah. And I think that roughly fell in there Because I remember driving through a very sunny Devon with my friend Pete uh, to go and visit people at Exeter University when I was hating London University. And that whole out that album, Shine On, everything was just... The sound of that summer for me it was amazing just incredible and see you are obviously famous for trigger happy tv and you were in charge of the music for that weren't you oh god every second of it i was more interested in the music than than the comedy really yeah and yeah we got three gold albums off it i mean i always feel a bit you know it wasn't my songs but yeah i mean the soundtrack of trigger happy was just just everything you know like i'd make all the stuff and then get in the edit and then just the joy of choosing like one of my favorite songs and just it working yeah i mean all of trigger happy was cut not for comedy but it was cut so I'd put a bit of the song I wanted in that perfect bit of song and then I'd cut the joke to, to the length of the song as opposed to the other way. So yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so why House of Love? Why did you choose uh, choose them tonight?
3: I just love House of Love. I just think House of Love were one of the great bands of the nineties that that were never massive. You know, they they had a hit very early on with a song called Christine that was amazing. That album, Chrysalis, was incredible, Shine On, Beatles and the Stones, yeah. Inner Room was fantastic. And then uh, there was actually they did another great album and then and then they, they 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 were very bickery Guy Chadwick and Terry Bickers I think they were called and they did bicker quite enough, literally yeah. literally yeah. and uh, and they broke up and it just broke my heart when I was a runner at MTV when I was about eighteen they came on and I was like oh my god like I was I had lots of weird near meetings with them and then when I did a Spoof chat show on BBC Three. One of the joys was I could get bands on. So I had the Cure on, and I had all sorts of people on. And I tried to get House of Love back together. Yeah. And I nearly persuaded them, but then they argued again, and they didn't. <laughs> but I just honestly, if you've not heard that album, House of Love Chrysalis, it's it's just non-stop genius. Do you know which band I prefer? What
1: the House of Love, much better. I do. You? Yeah, yeah the, they're a derivative. That's a yeah, tribute yeah, band, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you
3: know, we've got to talk a little bit about your career as well as music. If we have to. I know a little bit. So. Jolly, is that your real name? Yeah. You think I've become a comedian and I think, fuck, sorry, I've sworn straight away. We'll,
1: I, I, we'll, we'll just throw that out there. Send all the children out to play with bleach. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad. <laughs>
3: Do you think I just decided to become a comedian and I thought, oh, Mr. Tickle's taken, I'll go for Mr. Jolly? Of course it's, well, it's my a real bit name. Mr. Men, isn't it? Well, yeah, but first it's 1L, so it's Mr. Jolly. And also, I'm not Jolly, so I'm incredibly glum. I'm an ex-goth, so yeah, no. Yeah. Is my favorite. yeah, my favourite review ever, Trigger Happy, was Dom Jolly, Man or Anagram, which I thought was good. <laughs> and is it true
1: you went to school with Osama Bin Laden? It and is. and most of Radiohead, but not the
3: same school. It is true, and no, not the same school. So I went to school in Oxford, actually, the Dragon, and uh, which is a very, very posh school, and most of them are now in the Tory cabinet. But I was at school there with them, Radiohead, and Tim Henman, and yeah, when I was at school in Lebanon, I was at a Quaker school. And when I went back to make a documentary, I discovered that when I was six and he was sixteen, Osama bin Laden and I were at school together for one year. But uh, it was weird. I mean, a Quaker school. Quakers are pacifists. Yeah. The biggest failure in Quaker <laughs> education ever. I looked him up on Friends Reunited, but nothing. No nothing. idea. No really? idea what happened to him yet. Yeah.
1: So did he bully you? Because he's not known for his, you know, his, his niceness. Is it? Well,
3: it's so funny. Everyone talks about him as though, like, you know, were you mates? Like, I don't think. he I mean, yeah, you know, he didn't wander around in long white robes looking at buildings <laughs> with a Kalashnikov. There's a famous picture of the. Uh, bin laden family in stockholm in 1977 they look like the partridge family they're wearing sort of velvet flares oh and is stuff. that right so, yeah <laughs> so no I, I never knew him <laughs>
1: yeah Time to fame though isn't it
3: if you're going to have one it's not bad until you uh, yeah. try and go through american immigration
1: <laughs> this is true
3: now you've been on two of
1: my favorite reality shows oh yeah so i absolutely love
3: hunted Oh, God, well, I, could, I could dish so much dirt celebrity on Celebrity hunted. hunted. See, I hate Hunted. Uh, of all the ones I've been on, I can tell you, it's too fake for me. That's is, it? Problem, why yeah. is it? Why, why is it? Most reality shows are actually pretty real. Like yeah. I've been on the island and I'm a celeb, and those are kind of... As see, you, that's my second one. I'm as a celebrity. You, as you see them. But Hunted is so contrived, and there's things like... They don't tell you things, which wouldn't affect the audience. But, for instance, you know, I, I in fact, when I went on Hunted, I disappeared with Vicky Pass and I came down here. In fact, I was right outside... I, w- I went to Col- I went to Quenington, yeah. where I used to live, and then I walked across to and Aldwins, yeah. and then across to uh, Bybury, and I camped in near Bybury okay. for three days, and then went to over to Stowe, and then I got a random lift up to the Lake District. Anyway, I was ten days gone. Mm. They'd never got close to us. But what they don't tell you is they then the producer comes up and says, right, you now have to go and make face to face contact with a either a family member or wife or whatever which you would never do yeah. if you're on the run. Yeah. So in the end we had to ring Vicky Patterson's mum and we got in a car chase and we were caught you know which I didn't mind it was all fine but also all the whole thing about you know bugging your phones and seeing you on CCTV cameras it's just it's it's a bit too contrived to show yeah. for my liking but you know I mean the paranoia is real like oh, you you me. are sitting there constantly thinking yeah. uh, uh, but it just annoys me that you didn't actually have the proper opportunity to hide basically. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, and, and obviously I'm a celebrity, love that show as well. Two of my favourite shows.
3: Yeah, I'm a celebrity. I mean, I've watched every episode of that since it started, so when I was asked to go on it, obviously I'm going to go on it. But I would have probably killed someone on almost every episode, on every show, but I was so lucky in my series. Obviously I wasn't lucky because we had uh, Gillian McKeith, who's the most unpleasant woman I've ever <laughs> met in show business, but I was really lucky to have some properly interesting people. You Sean Not, Ryder, didn't you? Nigel Havers, Sean Ryder became a really good friend, yeah. Jenny Eclair, Stacey Solomon... Other, we- I mean, uh, Britt Eklund. I mean, yeah. you know, it was just weird. Yeah, That's the weirdest thing. You're yeah, just yeah. sitting in the middle of the jungle, yeah. frankly bored most of the time. That's the real thing that don't show you, Yeah, is the boredom when you're just not doing anything. Yeah. And you just look around, and, you know, Britt Eklund's snoring in the corner and Sean Ryder's puffing away and drinking m- mega tins of Monster, and you're like, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's bring it back to the
1: music, shall yeah. we? You've chosen some music for us tonight, mm-hmm. um, and there's something for everyone here. Yeah. But you've gone for the... You've also... Thankfully you've gone for three of the, the, the big
3: three. You've well the big three of Britpop, obviously. I mean, well, I would dispute this actually, but it's it's Oasis Blur and, and and my favorite. Well, actually blur and my favorite pulp. But I would dispute Oasis, I think, were not really part of Britpop actually. Britpop to me is kind of it's sort of art school indie with a bit of French in it. There was a lot of French, people speaking French, quite student y art school stuff. And I think that I think Oasis were a very different movement. They were a northern movement. I, you know, we can discuss this all over, but that whole artificial Blur Oasis thing turned it into Britpop. But I never considered Oasis as part of Britpop.
1: Well, it's funny you should say that. I interviewed Alan McGee, yeah, and this was this was my first question to him. Yeah, have a listen to this. Oh, okay. So, because um, we're the Britpop show, favorite Britpop song.
3: I don't like Britpop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah.
1: And, and he said he, he said exactly
3: yeah. what you said. I don't think Oasis were Britpop. They weren't Britpop. Yeah. It's very weird. I rang Alan McGee once, very very early on for Trigger Happy. I got a man who could do a very good Nelson Mandela impression. And this is how I like, obscure it was, <laughs> but I was really into creation. And I got Nelson Mandela to ring Alan McGee, and we just rang Creation Records, and they put him through. And Nelson Mandela just started talking about how he loved Primal Scream and stuff. It was just very <laughs> weird. And you could see Alan McGee thinking, is this a wind-up? But you could also see him thinking, if I tell him to do one and it is nelson mandela it was just very odd <laughs> anyway i was right i'm glad to see that
1: yeah and but he also told me what his favorite oasis song was have a guess
3: well i, I can't guess what his is but my favorite one is probably well i mean i've chosen live forever but only because it kind of epitomizes oasis by like half the world away uh, yeah very much so his favorite was slide away oh yeah i like slide yeah. away as well yeah. that's good now
1: yeah. we were going to play a bit of
3: but do you know what? We've started talking Oasis, so I've, I've, I've bumped it up the list. You can bump it up the list yeah. and get it out of the way. Um, I mean, Oasis are great at what they are. I'll tell you why I love Oasis. Oasis are that very odd thing. You've got, frankly, a charismatic thug, uh, not massively smart, singing. Yeah. And then you've got Noel Gallagher, who I've met, and he's genuinely one of the smartest people I've ever met. He'd be in my dream he dinner party. He used the phrase
1: nom de plume the other day. Yeah,
3: well, there you go. Yeah. He's changed. Nonstop plume. <laughs> but, he, um, but I love that. And, and so you've got a very sensitive... Intelligent guy uh, writing lyrics and music for a charismatic, incredibly good frontman. It's a bit like the Bernie Torpin Elton John thing. It's like, yeah. that's why it works because it's like these two different characters yeah. in one song.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to play that and live forever. Yeah, you obviously chose this because it's it was the anniversary, isn't it? Listen to it. Eighth of August, nineteen ninety-four. Well, Twenty-seven years. Yeah. Yesterday. I don't just show up. I'm a I pro. N- I know you've obviously done your I, research. I had no idea. Let's have it.
0: i
3: Oasis. The Oasis, an Oasis, yeah. an Oasis, who are not Britpop, that just takes me back, that whole gonna live for it, just, I know exactly where I was, I was in my flat in All Saints Road. 27 off, years ago. Off Portobello, and which Marvin Gaye used to live in the flat, two people before me, which I always thought was quite cool. Yeah. Three streets away, Brett Brett from Suede lived, Justine Frischman down the road, like, I was Portobello was kind of... Grand, well, a good mixer in Camden was Grand Central for yeah. Britpop, but really most of them lived around Portobello. I just and look, we have most of us lived lived forever. Well, we still made it. Well, that's twenty seven years old. Yeah, it's though. not bad. Not it's bad. It's going yeah. all right, isn't that's it? That's crazy. that's twenty seven. Yeah. years old. Anyway, <laughs> and this is the problem. Every
1: time I do this show, yeah, I get I do, I do a twenty five year anniversary of this. Yeah. So I, the Blue Tones did a. Oh, I love the Blue Tones. Oh, yeah, yeah they've, yeah. they've released this box set recently. Yeah, I know. I know. Have you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I've, I've got that at the weekend. Yeah. And uh, they're playing, aren't they? They're playing with Sleeper. Yeah, they're yeah. doing the tour. Yeah. And I got the box set and uh, I, I contacted Mark Morris and we was talking about it. But honestly, the, the, this box set is a thing of beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. But 26 years now that that's been, that's I, been released. I just
3: find that astonishing. I just still, the same idiot that listened to that. I kind of, I, I'm over 50 now. I just don't understand what happened, yeah. where it all went. Still, yeah. it's been fun. Favourite Blue Tones track? <laughs> don't know, to be honest. Okay, Okay, um, I'm going to go a parting gesture. I've gone completely blank there. I had them on my show even. They were. They g- I'm greater. going blank on. Well, I, I'm
1: going to. I'm going to hit you some cheesy questions that I always hit with. Uh, yeah. Hit the guests with, but you haven't had any any warm up or anything. this so these is going so to. how I like it. I always ask. I always ask people most famous person on your phone. Now let me I give you that. some context. So I
3: play this game so all the time. Oh, do you? Oh yeah. All let time. me give you
1: some context. Yeah. Alan McGee had Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Nah, that's um, rubbish I can beat that Mark Morris yeah. had uh, Simon Pegg nah well he knows Tom Cruise yeah it's beginning level ok uh, and also David Walliams you give him that oh please <laughs> <laughs> he's a
3: beginner entry, entry levels
1: uh, and and um, the last one I'll give you is Sonia from Echo Belly had Madonna
3: Mad- see Madonna's good that's that, up there no that's up there it's yeah, yeah. good ok so I'm going to come in with Johnny Depp as a, as a as is a, he your
1: um, opener he's my opener ok
3: yeah. Dido just because she was a very old friend, actually. Yeah. So that used to be more impressive than it was. Yeah. Um, Bob Geldof and Robert Smith. That's the ones I'm going to go with. Those are my... I've got loads. I, 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 I nick them, basically. Uh, Johnny um, Depp.
1: Have you got Johnny Depp's number?
3: Because when... You're not a lawyer, uh, are you? Uh, when, no. Uh, when I, uh, I started doing... I do a lot of travel writing, and I was travel writing for Sunday Times, and I went out to Dominica, where a friend of mine ran a scuba diving place, and he was teaching me to scuba dive, and just by chance, that's when... Pirates of Caribbean was the first Pirates of Caribbean was filming on Dominica, yeah. so we all ended up hanging out together and stuff. And he was a big Trigapi fan. Oh, it really? Was quite cool. Yeah, good stuff. Obviously, I was a big Johnny Depp uh, fan. Obviously. But yeah. <laughs> and favorite favorite Britpop
1: song. And I know there's this. We have this debate every week about what's Britpop. What what's isn't Britpop? Okay.
3: Well, I mean, well, really, if you want to just totally sum up Britpop, yeah. and my favorite Britpop song, actually, and it's not my favorite one, but for this story. Is Country House by Blur because it encapsulates. I remember I was driving down to Whitstable and, you know, it was like who was going to win? Was it the terrible Oasis song or was it Country House? And then what I loved about Country House was it's kind of like a terrible song. You know, it's a song about, look at us, you know, this is what happens when you make lots of money. It's about the head of food or whatever goes off and buys this big country house. But then just as you think, what is this? And it's all a bit cockney, mockney, geezer. But then it's just got this oh, I am so sad, I don't know why. It's got this incredible melancholy to it as well. Yeah. And I think that's what I loved about it. It's like, it, Britpop was this poppy, flashy thing, but it had a real kind of arty, sad soul to yeah. it as well. So, and it know. had Joe Guest in the bath. God, I remember Joe Guest. Yeah. It had loads of people in that video, actually. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lucas was in it as well. Yeah. I was in it. Yeah, yeah. Matt Lucas is in a lot of interesting videos. He was also in. Uh, he was in Vindaloo. He was in also. That wasn't really Britpop. He was in, but no. I'd, yeah, yeah. I
1: draw the line at Vindaloo. Yeah yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm glad you don't like Roll with It because that was just I a terrible Roll song, not it. it? I just thought it was a really terrible song. Yeah, yeah. And it gave no indication of the classic album that was gonna, they were going to release. No, I agree. Yeah. yeah. No, I thought it was a really shoddy terrible. shoddy song. Yeah. yeah, it deserved, it didn't even deserve number two. No. It would have been funny if it got number three, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it would have been amazing. <laughs> Just
3: beaten by menswear.
1: <laughs> menswear, terrible. Now we're going to move on to uh, another song, but before we do that, favourite gig. And this is gig that you, because you used to play in a
3: band, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I was in a band called Hang David, and we supported the Tom, Tom Club. In CBGBs in New York, so that was pretty cool. Well, that's
1: interesting because last week we were doing random top ten lists, yeah, and that venue got yeah. number one in top ten. Well, CBGBs venues. was amazing.
3: When I got there, I, I honestly didn't realize just quite how insane it was. And you know, CBGBs was Ramon Central it was where punk basically started in New York. When I got there, there was a little bar next door, and we sound checked, and then we went next door. We found out the Spinal <laughs> Tap had played there, so we were so excited. <laughs> but we had we had Clem Burke in the audience, who was drum of, of Blondie and stuff. I mean, it really was like New York proper, yeah. and now it's a makeup store. But my favourite gig, I mean, I, honestly, it's. I was like Bowie obsessed for years. Actually, on a Britpop one, Blur did a fantastic, just greatest hits gig at the Scala, and uh, and you just had to queue up, and I queued up for four hours. What year uh, was that? I don't know. I can't remember. But all I do remember, it was well, it must have been 98, I oh, okay. guess, and went in there. There was no music press. There was no like people with special passes. It was just yeah. fans and it was insane. And then literally a year later, I bump into Alex James and we become mates and I'm never able to sort of say to him, God, I queued up for <laughs> four hours to see you guys. But no, uh, so... Do you get backstage now? Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. I, I pretty much can can blag into anywhere. Nice. Um, I, do you know what? I've been to so many weird gigs. I gave Nirvana their first gig in England, which was pretty cool. That needs when an was, explanation. Well, I was at university. I was at School of Oriental African Studies and... I was in charge of choosing bands and I chose, I loved Mudhoney who were on a a label called Sub Pop. And so I booked Mudhoney and Sub Pop would only let Mudhoney come if Nirvana, if the support band could come. And this was Nirvana pre, uh, this is just when they'd done Bleach, their first album. And I was like, oh, I don't want another band. I just want mud Honey. And they said, well, look, they come as a two. Yeah. So anyway, Nirvana turned out. And people much cooler than me were all just going mental for Nirvana. <laughs> and uh, they, they were supposed to do five songs and get off. And they carried on. So I pulled the plug. And I got hit on the head by the bassist. So that was, that was quite a good gig. That's a good that story. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I've just, gigs are weird for me. Because I, I just, I, it's more like, who the, you know, like Prince. I was obsessed with Prince. And I saw an incredible Prince set in Minneapolis at the place which he, does his stuff in 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 at 51st Avenue, which is the place where he does the amazing stuff in Purple Rain. Yeah, But, oh, who am I going to go for that I just love? so. Oh, uh, okay, I've got it. Half the... Ve- okay, this is it. So I was in Prague. I yeah. was a diplomat in Prague, okay. believe it or not. And, yeah. and this is I in, don't, but... Well, I was. Okay. And uh, this is in 1990, so it's six months after the walls come down. Yeah. And Prague is still... It's basically the, the people that opposed the government in the che- in Czechoslovakia, as it was, weren't like revolutionaries. They were all playwrights and like cultural people. And Václav Havel became prime minister. And so Frank Zappa was an honorary consul and uh, Lou Reed. And anyway, so I found out that Bunker, which was this place that was the ex-Polit Bureau's nuclear bunker, had been turned into a bar and you could get... Beer at 10p a pint, that was the most important thing. Yeah. So I went down and the Velvet Underground were playing oh. Mo Tucker and Sterling Morrison. And so I stand right at the front and the Velvet Underground are playing in the Politburo at this amazing historical moment. And they do heroin and it's, they sing heroin, not do it. And it's just amazing. And then when they finish, Mo Tucker goes, We'd just like to thank someone that supported us forever uh, President, Prime Minister, I can't remember Vaclav And I look and there's this guy in a black bomber jacket. Standing next to me, he's been in the mosh pit all the time, <laughs> and he's the prime minister of the country. So I think, for just total weirdness and historical yeah. significance, that was probably yeah. the one.
1: Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the one where you wish at the time you could have had selfies and. Well, fantasia. I didn't have anything in those yeah. days. That's the point. Yeah. I
3: did I, actually. I did. I was so punty. I carried around a little um, Super Eight. Uh, camera, because oh, okay. I, I was a bit of an art school guy. Okay, yeah. and, uh, so I, I do have footage of that. I have sort of flaky footage of it. Oh, you need it, because that's yeah, stories. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Right, we're going to play a bit more music.
1: We've cause... gone with a massive anthem, We've Oasis. gone with a
3: cliched non-Brit pop one, which is Oasis. So I want to bring it right back down, okay. and I'm trying to go a bit, well, lo-fi, if you like. Well, this is a band I loved called Stereolab, who not many people knew. They were proper, proper, up their own fundamentals, art school, poppies, but I just love this, and I love this song lo-fi.
1: Well, let's play it, and you can tell us a bit more about it after. Okay. <laughs> Lo-Fi lab. Long tail on that one, so we'll uh, yeah. allow that one to carry well, on.
3: I mean, clues in the name, Lo-Fi. Oh, just, exactly. that, that brought the room to a halt. <laughs> well, no, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I but was quite gloomy back then.
1: I'm, I'm enjoying it.
3: Yeah. But tell me what you're up to at the moment. I'm up to lots and lots of things. Um, so in lockdown, I discovered a thing called Twitch. So I'm now a live streamer. Okay. I'm Britain's fastest growing Twitcher, which is not bird watching, but it is basically just broadcasting and doing all sorts of weird stuff. So I'm on Twitch, should you fancy it. I've yeah. just written... So I wrote a book where I walked across Lebanon in 27 days, and it's called The Downhill Hiking Club. That's out. My new book, Such Miserable Weather, where I drove around England, is also just out on Audible. And I've just started my new book, which is called The Conspiracy Tourist, where I'm going off to hang out with conspiracy heads. And I'm also on tour uh, October, November. And actually, since this is the Cotswolds, I'm in Cheltenham at the Town Hall on the 10th of November and my tour is called Holiday Snaps, and I basically have lots of weird photos and videos. I've been to 106 countries and North Korea and skiing in Iran and all sorts of weird places, so it's quite fun. I just did Bestival with it and basically did a PowerPoint to a festival nice. last week, and it worked. It yeah. was good, so I was quite pleased with it. So,
1: we, we need to, those tickets have got to be on sale now, surely. Yeah, yeah
3: well, I hope so. So, yeah. people can be rushing. They can be rushing right now, yeah, yeah. To, uh, well, that's going to gonna be a hometown gig, so I'm quite excited about that. And t- Town Hall's big venue, isn't it? It
1: is a big venue, yeah. So, we all need to get our tickets. Yeah, you do, definitely. Yeah, okay. Because uh, it's bound to sell out as well. Oh, no question. Yeah, so yeah, it's hometown yeah, gig, so I've yeah. just bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember somebody saying that about Bross. And then when it, was, uh, it was said that they'd, they'd spent something like half a million pounds in like two years. And yeah. somebody said, so that's who's been buying all their records. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they spent the whole advance. Yeah. Right. So we're going to talk some more music. Yeah. What's
3: your, oh, you've got to
1: listen to this band?
3: Well, they are my in the sense of the band that no one really knows them but should. Exactly. Uh, the Sound, no question. They're an amazing band called The Sound. They were sort of came out of post-punk, so they're sort of, about 1980 to about 1984, uh, they had this incredible singer called Adrian Borland, and they all sort of hung around in Wimbledon. They were part of a particular scene, and I came across them with an album called All Fall Down, and there's a song called Party of My Mind, which I think is just one of the greatest songs ever written, but they have four, five, maybe five albums of utter stunning genius, but unfortunately he was very troubled with Mental health issues and stuff, and in the end, very sadly, threw himself in front of a, a tube train. Um, and they just never—it's just one of those bands that just should be incredible. Yeah. I'm constantly plugging them on Twitch and playing their videos. But honestly, check it out—the album All fall down. It's amazing. I well, use them in New Trigger Happy as well. Well, there's uh,
1: listeners to this show will know that there's a there's a group that I'm always that I'm yeah always trying to do the same. So I'm going to show throw out some some bands yeah and I'd like to know if you know them yeah. If you So if you don't know them, you obviously don't know them. If obviously. you know them, what do you think? Okay. So Long Pigs. Oh, my God, I love the Long
3: Pigs. How Absolutely. good is their first album? Uh, amazing. On and On is probably my favourite song of all time. So good. I just think it's incredible. Have you and got it on vinyl? Uh, I have got it on vinyl, Blue yes. vinyl. Uh, you, is it blue? Oh, I haven't taken I it out play for ages. I all the time. I'm not right. a vinyl junkie in that sense, oh, really? but I on and on. I think it's one of the great songs of all time. So good. Yeah, so good. And the lead up to it, the three songs before it, are, are not too shoddy
1: either. They're amazing. Yeah. Crispin Hunt, I think. Yeah, is that's his name. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on the show, but he's oh, he's amazing. He's a bit, he's a bit weird. Somewhat actually. elusive. Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Um, I, I think I put something out on Twitter that his dad was a Tory minister, so he's probably got a house around here somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure he has. Yeah. Second home. Yeah. 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 Um, have
1: you heard of Electrosy?
3: No. We're in for a treat. Have you okay. heard of the Dandies? Dandy Warhols. No, not the Dandies. The I Dandies, like the they're, really. great, no. they're great. No, uh,
1: these are not very. These are not very. Um, yeah, yeah, these are obscuros. Yeah, uh, have, and this, this is definitely not Britpop. Have you heard of OK Go? Yes, I have. I love OK Go. How, yes, absolutely. How good was their first album? Amazing. I love yeah. OK Go. It's a bit power oh, pop. It's a bit power of pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love a bit of
3: pop, though. Yeah. I mean, i have heard Trigger there's lots of pop on there. No, oh, absolutely. I got no problem with
1: that. And my guilty pleasure, and I know you haven't you done one of these videos, Rizzle Kicks.
3: Yes, I did. I, I made absolutely. a video for Rizzle Kicks. <laughs> I. It was weird. I, kind of, I didn't love Rizzle Kicks, but then the song we did for them, which I can't remember, I think it was called Lemonade or something, but it was. It was amazing and they were incredibly interesting and smart kids. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was very cool.
1: Um, they are my guilty pleasure, and you know, I've thrown that out there now. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd love it. that. But I just
3: my big thing about music is you shouldn't feel guilty about it. What I hate is I know lots of people with amazing taste in music, but they're snobs. So like you'll say something and they'll be like, oh no, it's not cool. I go, I don't care. I love Kylie Minogue as much as I love Nick Cave. And when they're together, it's even better. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. And I love putting on songs getting snobs to like it and then telling them who it's by and they realise that they don't like it. It just shouldn't matter.
1: Well, I'm going to play you a song now. Yeah. I'd like you to let me know what you think of it. This is Electricity Morning Afterglow.
3: Okay.
2: was not the time to go, I feel the morning afterglow, and it feels oh very strange, it's very, very frightening, I realize what's happening, could it be that I'd fall in love, She's the only one for me, and she's got everything I need. Turn my back and run away. It's not the time to go, I feel.
1: By Electricity and they are my oh, you've got to listen to this band.
3: I don't want to be rude, but Go the on. beginning was amazing, I loved it. Uh, there was little thoughts of um, uh, you know, under the bridge. Mm. Um, I don't, know, it didn't, I just thought it got a bit overproduced at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, it lost it a bit at the end, but I liked it.
1: We did, I did interview the lead singer and he said that first album, yeah, they uh, that song, he, he 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 talks about that song and he yeah. says, Look, that when. When they were doing the piano solo, it came out, and he said it was just, it became more than he anticipated. I think
3: it, I think it was, yeah. I thought the beginning was absolutely amazing. Yeah. It was a bit red hot chili peppers, weirdly. I don't, I don't know. I absolutely love them. Yeah.
1: And, but they're all over the place. They are, they are like um, listening to your entire record collection yeah. in one go. Oh, but I love that. On, but on whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's even better. Uh, that's how I listen to my record collection. <laughs> anyway, yeah. All uh, right, should we move on to something everyone's heard of? Yeah, go on. Uh, you chose a pulp song.
3: Well, I love pulp. I mean, if you are talking about Britpop, and we have to agree that Oasis is part of Britpop. Then the Holy Trinity really are Pulp, Britpop, uh, Pulp, um, Oasis, and Blur. And I a Pulp for me was well, actually Unswayed, weirdly the fourth. But yeah. Pulp were amazing. And I went to this, uh, I went to this uh, festival in Finsbury Park, and I remember Pavement were playing. I love Pavement. It was very kind of just coming out of early nineties. It was coming out of the end of that weird period between about 87 and 90 when nothing was really happening apart from Pixies and there was Manchester was starting to happen grunge was happening and this festival didn't really fit in it was like a sort of very early lollapalooza Mm. and anyway I wandered into a tent and there was just this band and they were doing this incredible song this song and he was just magnificent and it was it was Jarvis Cocker and I just went straight out and I went to buy pulp and what I didn't realise is that Pulp had already made about seven albums. Like,
1: they formed in 78. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they
3: made about seven albums, most of which were just awful. Yeah. So I went to rough... I lived in Portobello, so I went to Rough Trade Records, bought Pulp albums, went home, put it on. I was like, what? This can't be the right one. And then I finally found the song I'd be listening to. And literally, I think they just found their groove there. Yeah. And they, this is babies. And it's just... You know, it, when you talk about songs... If you go to America, songs are all about going somewhere, the highway, big skies, road trips. English songs are all kitchen sink. We don't go anywhere. You can't really go on a big road trip anywhere. anywhere. it wallpaper. Yeah, and yeah. so it is. These are kitchen sink dramas, and this is a kitchen bedsit drama. I love it. Well, let's have it.
0: You're listening to the Britpop Show, sponsored by Creation Day Festival, playing the best and the rest of Britpop.
2: I heard her all right Well that was all right For a while The soon I wanted more I wanted to see As well as here And so I I
4: hid inside her wardrobe And she came home round four And she was with some kid Called David
2: From the garage of
4: the I listen
2: outside, I heard her. Alright. I wanna take you home. I wanna give you children. You might be my girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I saw you next day, I really couldn't tell. She might go and Tell your mother
4: And so you went with me Oh yeah, me was Coming on And I thought I heard you laughing When it's moment That we're gone I listen outside, I heard you
0: Alright
2: Oh I wanna take you home I wanna give you children And you might Long as soon go gone I fell asleep inside I never
1: Criminally, we were talking over that record. We were just talking about um, Tim we, Burgess. We were talking about
3: Tim Burgess, how wonderful he is with all the listening parties he did, but also we are talking about our mutual love of the, the... I remember when I first got to London and I saw um, I saw graffiti well, stencils everywhere saying the, the, and I thought some, it was some graffiti artist with a stutter. I didn't get it. <laughs> and then I heard Infected. And I remember, because I, I suffered really badly from anxiety when I was making trigappy and had panic attacks. Yeah. And I remember reading Matt Johnson talking about how badly he had it. And I yeah. always used to think, God... Like, if someone like him had that and yeah. can make something like that. So, I think it's always important to mention it. But I love the the. But so, Pulp. To, babies, sorry, to, what a song.
1: Dusk, to me. Yeah.
3: Best album ever. I just, ever, ever. Everything ever. by the the. I mean, uh, all cried out. I just, oh, it's just, it's yeah. too good. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, back to Pulp. Yeah. Uh, babies, what a song.
3: Well, I love Pulp. Um, I mean, I know, you know, uh, I, I think um, Common People was an extraordinary song. It's sort of. It's very wry, great, fantastic lyrics. Yeah. Uh, incredibly clever, great lyrics. And he's a geek sex god. Like, I've seen Pulp so many times live and he has this extraordinary presence. Yeah. He's amazing. I just, I, I just love Pulp. I love everything about them. I think they're, they're a proper solid, they're a kind of nerdy elbow. That's the way yeah. I'd describe them because they're kind of mates that have been together yeah. for so long and stuff. And then, yeah, just absolutely. Did you see the documentary on them uh, on the BBC? Are you allowed to watch the BBC? Why, I, why wouldn't I be? Well, you know, Channel 4, you know. I haven't been on Channel 4 for 20 just, years, just, so I just, think I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: they did a documentary on... Different Class. On Different Class. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, we ran a poll on, and Different Class killed every other every, every other album. Oh, you think so? That, on on the poll. On, I did oh, a okay. poll on Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just destroyed all, all, all the other albums. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I
3: just think Pulp were unstoppable. Yeah. I mean, they're just incredible. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right, we're going to move on very quickly. Yeah.
1: We've had a uh, somebody ask about one of your questions, uh, a question in. Swade. And p- asking about Suede, and he said, "Look, it sounds." He said, "You were mentioning you
3: were living near Brett from Suede." Yeah, I well, was. I'm wondering what your favourite Suede song is. Oh my God, I mean, it's so difficult. Firstly, my greatest fact about Swade, which I'm sure you know, but uh, Richard Osmond's brother is Matt Osman in Suede, which it is just, just it's, it's so great. It's too much. Uh, I know Brett, and uh, I just you know I'm such a Bowie fan. Like there were a sort of it was my Bowie really. It was amazing, and I used to I used Down, which I love. Uh, in in uh, in Trigger Happy, I mean, there are so many, so many great songs, but I had to go for the one that I kind of remember the most. And I am a goth; I just love sad songs. And this is Sleeping Pills off the first album, and oh my god, it's just wonderful.
1: And so, 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 what made you choose this one over, for example, like Animal Nitrate? I hated Animal
3: Nitrate. I just I like sad songs, and
1: I think this is just utter utter beauty. Yeah, yeah, and it's um, it's one of those. There are so many off the first album that you can choose, but this. But no, this is the one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's not talk too much over it. No, stop it now. Here we go.
3: tune isn't it what can i say i'm an ex-goth i think i was probably probably quite unhappy through the 90s i just (laughs) love i love sad music i just think it's beautiful honestly yeah uh, great great tune Uh, and obviously seeing as you know brett was one of your mates he was one of my mates well he wasn't one of my mates he's way too cool for me but yeah he came on he came on my show i did a show for bbc3 i launched bbc3 with a spoof chat show which kind of went disastrously because everyone thought I was playing just an appalling person having a chat show, but I called him Dom Jolly, which was a big mistake. (laughs) But the best bit about it was I just could have bands on. I had everyone from James. I had Ian Brown. I had The Cure. And I had Suede on. I mean, it was just brilliant. Yeah. So much fun. That was Ian Brown pre... uh... That was Ian Brown post Stone Roses. uh, And I directed a video for him, actually. I loved Ian Brown. He's one of the nicest men I've ever met. And then he's just gone absolutely anti-vax, just crazy. And he's, I'm sorry, he's just he's become... It's just not right. It's him and Clapton. Him and Clapton and uh, Right said Fred, but you know who said and we what? put them together. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, gonna be not... quite the festival, the anti-vax festival. Van Morrison, you know.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely right. Yeah. So we are just one one more reminder. When are you playing in? Because you know this goes across goes across the country. So you're you're not just playing in Cheltenham, are you? I'm you're not. No. Well,
3: I was doing a big tour uh, 16 months ago, and then it got uh, and then COVID came. down. I literally came home for one night, and I did. But I start in. October in yeah. Liverpool, Fleet, Bedford, Monmouth, Starbridge, Chorley, Northallerton, Camarthen Carmarthen—that's near Bridgewater, Penzance—and then we're getting nearer. I go Maidenhead, Dunstable, Colchester, Hastings, Portador, Tunbridge Wells, and the tenth of November, Cheltenham—the hometown <laughs> gig—Launceston, Paynton Exeter, and Torrington. Come and see me; it'd be great.
1: Presume, and also because that's two thirds of the way through, you've got rid of all the rubbish stuff.
3: Yeah, I had. It was quite it was about two and a half hours when I started. Now it's a, it's a finely honed, tight. One and a half hours, and it's really good. It's, if you like travel, comedy, I show some old clips, but only clips where I've gone off around the world. I went to the Taj Mahal. I went off to Newfoundland to frighten an Eskimo. Yeah. I did some weird stuff. So it's weird and funny and I interesting, think need I think.
1: You to dig out that Super 8 for that, from that gig you went to. Uh,
3: I have got some home footage in it, actually. I think Not no. of that, though, but I some you need even to, weirder yeah. stuff. But yeah. no, I think you'll like it, though. Uh, well, I'll be there. Do oh, not good. worry. I'm sure loads of our listeners will as well. Good. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, it's been great. What's Thank this, you so much. What's this last song you would like to hit them with? Well, I'm just really embarrassed because I've just realised you know, you should have called this the sort of the, the low show. Hour. The miserable lad. But I mean it is. I am quite miserable. I'm not jolly, I'm miserable. I should have been called Dom Miserable, that would be a better name. Or Dom Glum. I actually wanted to do a documentary about goths, and I, I had two names for it. That's me in the corner, or young, dumb, and full of full of glum, but I didn't I didn't get <laughs> for it. But this is Blur, who, you know, to me are the epitome of brit pop i think damon alban is probably our greatest living songwriter i think he's absolutely a genius on so many levels and what i love is the blend of sort of really perky sometimes annoying some people perfect pop but with just incredible like melancholy and sadness so country has been the yeah. great uh, example of that now this is where he's just, I think he's just been dumped by Justine Frishman from Elastica again in this one, yeah. who's run off with Brett to do some heroin. So, from Swade, because that really was what it was all about. <laughs> and, and so this is called This Is A Low. And I, I remember him talking about singing this on Top of the Pops and he was in the middle of a massive cocaine problem and it's this terrible song and he, and just this mirror light was hitting him, and he couldn't believe it. he was still functioning. Yeah. So, well, on that bombshell high, no, you know, high note, this is this is a low by Blur. And I love it.
1: And thank you, thank you again so much for joining us. Thank you, I love that. Uh, tell your friends this is available on a podcast. So make sure you tune in next week. But thank you again, Dom, for coming along, and see you on the flip side.
0: it's from the nineteen nineties.